welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, go Utes. Oh, Utes, happy schedule release day, everybody. <laughs> it is here. Welcome to the Utah Football Fans Podcast. And the schedule was released today. We are going to get into all of it. Please make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you're liking this video. If you're here in the chat, we want to see you. Say hi. We're already seeing a bunch of you saying hi. We want to hear your thoughts about the schedule. We're going to get into all of it. Make sure you're following us on all the social media, <laughs> all the social media platforms. Yes, lanky boy. That's tall guy. Hello, tall guy. You had to call. How Gary tall out. are you? Tall. How tall are you, tall guy? Yeah. How tall are you? Six three. Anyways, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter, and again, subscribe on YouTube and any podcast platforms that you're listening on. Huge thank you to our sponsor. Thomas Orthodontics. Look him up at thomasortho.com. We love Dr. Thomas and all of the amazing work that he does. Again, look them up at thomasortho.com. Oh, you're six foot eight. He's six eight. Dude. That is tall. Tall guy. Also, <laughs> hey, John, um, you've got to be living on cloud nine, buddy. Your Oilers are absolutely <laughs> rolling right now, my friend. Good to see you, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Rose, good to see ya. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. All right. So, schedule release day. You know, we had kind of talked about when we were going to podcast this week, and it just so happened that we said, let's do it Tuesday, and then, like, an hour later, we found out the schedule was going to come out this morning. So, it was destined to be that we're here talking about it. It's a little strange. I have to admit, it is strange seeing that this is our schedule for next year just because it's so different. New conference, new teams, and that's not a bad thing. It's just different. Um, so I don't know. Should we just go through each of these, kind of go through what the schedule is going to be, and then we can get yeah. our Let's break reaction. down the, the, the non-conference and then the conference. Yeah, right. So it is. it's interesting because... I think everybody kind of knows this, but in case you don't know, so we had already had the Baylor game previously scheduled as the home and home, which we were there this last season in Texas, yep. and then they were going to come to Rice-Eccles. Well, now we're in the same conference. However, the Baylor game is considered a non-conference game this year. It's, you know, I understand why they're doing it, but it is strange. But anyway, so the season kicks off August 29th on a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah against SUU, Southern Utah University. So, okay. And then Saturday, September 7th. How do you like Baylor. that as an opener, seriously? Do I like that as an opener? Yeah, I think it's a, I like I think it. it's a disappointment. Those I mean, kind, I get it. Those like, kind of openers are disappointing to me, but. So if you could flip it and have Baylor be the first game and then Southern Utah I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want a Southern those. Utah. That's just yeah. Me. I don't either. I don't love them. Uh, every team does them. Sometimes <laughs> the SEC does them in November. We just happen to do it the first week. Like, yeah, I mean, you're supposed to do. Yeah, you so have to I'm have them. You. Like you have to have them, Gary. It's 
I, you I guess know. you have to. I don't know about that, but everyone does it. I'm just saying, you know, all the excitement that football's here and it's the first game of the year and it's SUU. That's all I'm saying. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm with you because you're right. You get all hyped and then it's it's SUU and yeah. there's no upside to it. You kill them, you're supposed to. You struggle, it's... Yeah, all hands on deck. So anyway, that's enough of that. But yeah, down, I don't know. So. It's always a little disappointing, that kind of stuff. The Baylor thing, I do find kind of strange that, that that couldn't have been, I don't know, rescheduled or something and brought another team in or whatever because we're in the conference now. Yeah. Right. So we're playing a conference team, that, but it's not a conference game. It's kind of weird. But I'm with you. It's, it's weird that we – I don't even know if they tried, honestly, to cancel that game. Because with all the realignment, there had to be other schools in the same boat that we couldn't have found somebody else to play. Um, But it is what it is, and it'll be cool. I mean, having Baylor at at home, I'm all for it. I just wish that it had been a conference game and not, you know, a nothingness. Yeah, so Baylor. um... No, I don't think they even really considered Mm -mm. going that that route it kind of felt like as soon as all the realignment stuff happened and we joined the big 12 very quickly they said well that's we'll just label that as non-conference it kind of just seemed like they or make it a conference game you know what i mean whatever i mean it's very complicated the way they had to deal with it all but so that one is september 7th in rice eccles and then the week after that, we go to Logan to play Utah State. And I'm actually really excited about that one. When was the last time we played Utah State? It's been a few years, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a while. I've been yeah. up there one time to a Utah game, and we lost. <laughs> really? There. Uh-huh. That, that was, was a Jordan years, Wynn. Years, and years ago. Is that it? Jordan that was Wynn. At, wasn't that at home? No, uh-huh. I've gone up to Logan one time. I, it's probably been like 15 years ago because I think my oldest, okay. he was a baby. <laughs> That's right. Barnes. Just, Barnes is going to be the yeah, guy, Barnes man. Barnes will be the guy. <laughs> He'll be the guy. That's I put right. it out of my mind. I totally, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they're the, the Utah State quarterback left. Yeah. He went to, he's trying to join the, uh, the Navy SEALs, so good for him. So there's a spot there. And now Barnes is up in, uh, in Logan. Hey, Dr. Thomas is in the chat. Hey, Huge shout out to Dr. Thomas. And he's saying with our luck, Barnes is going to have the game of his life in Logan. <laughs> that still isn't going to be enough. <laughs> I'll it be could there. Happen. Everyone go. Who's going to go to that? Everyone's going to go to that. Rose. Rose says she's, Rose, do you live up there? She says she's going to go. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a fun one. That'll be and a good one. In September, hopefully it'll be beautiful up there. It is, it's so pretty up there. So yeah, if you've never been, for sure go. Go to that stadium. It's kind of a fun little, I mean, it's a small stadium. But okay, so then that's kind of the non-conference schedule. And then we get into conference play. First conference game. But any, let me ask this. Let me ask this to you. Okay. Any just general impressions now that you've had a chance to look at the schedule and kind of think about it, any just overall thoughts before you go maybe to the, to maybe some of the specific games or go over it or whatever? 
I guess. Well, let me just, I'll, let me start. I'll say this. Um, this is a very favorable schedule for Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, presuming we have a Utah-type football team coming back, that, that we're good like we have been the last several years. So we don't know all that. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, and that's for every team. But as we speak now and anticipating Utah will be restocked, ready to go, Cam's back, Keithy, Singer's in the, you know, in the building, and all the other stuff. If, if we're typical Utah, it seems to me this is a very favorable uh, schedule. I think there's only of the... I think of the teams that we're going to play, and again, I don't know right now what these teams are going to be like or what they're going to be in the upcoming season. We'll figure all that out. But just going back from last year, there's only two teams with winning records that we play. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, Yeah. I mean, I went, I kind of went back and looked at where all of these teams fell in, obviously, in the Big 12 and the Pac 12 from last year. So Oklahoma State ended second. I'm, I didn't ma- let me say this. I'll go back up. I didn't mention Colorado, Arizona, or Arizona State. I was just speaking of the Big Twelve teams of of last year that we're going to play. Well, yeah. even right, but even when you put in then those previous Pac twelve teams, but Arizona, that is one team that we all know is not. It's not the team that we we played. Fish is gone. Bunch of dudes are gone. So I I don't even know how to read that one. I I was just kind of interested on the big 12 teams that we were going to play. Because Arizona State, geez, that game, we slaughtered them. Well, out of the big 12 teams that we're going to play, I mean, Oklahoma State ended second in the conference. And then Iowa State ended fourth. And then all the other teams are in the, like, they were 10th, 11th, 12th. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ninth, I guess UCF was ninth. But so to your point, and then, you know, Arizona ended third in the Pac-12, but then Colorado, Arizona State were in the bottom. So it is, I see, you know, I I don't want to be the Utah fan that's coming in here and just saying we're going undefeated, we're going to run the table, we're going to, but looking at this, I think it's safe to say you can expect Utah is going to be one of the top teams in the conference. That's fair. No, that's absolutely fair. And especially because when you look at it, I think that Oklahoma State game, I mean, that kicks off our well. Right off the bat, man, that's going to be big. That's a good game. I think Oklahoma State's a a good team, and it's on the road. That's going to be a good one. I'm with you, Gary. When I first, it was Arizona. We get them at home. We get them early on in the year. But I I have a lot of questions about Arizona. Yeah, their quarterback's coming back. But, man, they, they lost a lot of guys. Their coach is gone. So I have a lot of questions on that. We get TCU at home. I don't know how good they're going to be. Um, and then Colorado, that's on the road. And we have no idea what they're going to look like. I mean, they've overhauled their entire roster. So there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions. But I'm with you, Brent. I think I, as I look at it, most of the harder games are at home and early on in the year. So hopefully we're still healthy at that point. Um, so it's very favorable. Uh I think it lines up very, very well. I think Utah, if at the end of the year they're not in the in the hunt with two games left, it'll be kind of surprising to me. I will say, um, and I saw this on Twitter, Utah A&M, he is the account that posted, I don't know his real name, but that's his Twitter handle. 
Um, but he made the good point about how it does, just looking at the schedule, based on the schedule, it feels like our tough games are at the beginning of the season. And then, it, you know, it maybe the easier teams, quote unquote, easier, yeah. are kind of towards the end. And I hadn't thought about that until he pointed that out. And that's the way to do it. And that's the way the SEC does it. That's the way they've done it for years is they front load their schedule so that by the end of the year when people are talking playoffs and things like that, they're playing the easier games. And we all know they get the benefit from it. So I'm actually really glad. Now, I'm hoping there's actually strategy playing into this because that is one thing. I don't feel like the Pac-12 ever had the strategy of let's try and get a team to the playoffs. We all would just beat each other up. Like they didn't schedule things in a way where a team could maybe elevate themselves at the end of the season. So I'm I'm thinking this is a little bit strategic where you're putting Utah, who could be one of the best teams in the Big 12, you're giving us our tough games at the beginning of the year to hopefully then put us in that conversation towards the end of the year. We'll see, though. Again, who knows? I don't know. There's just, too many questions. There's I, a lot of I'm, questions. Like, I look at the last game, and we're going to get to it, but, but UCF, right? That's the last game. I have no idea how good they're going to be. They've been good in years past. Are they going to be good? But that's a... That's the last game of the year across the country in Orlando in November. Like, There's a lot of questions. And so I'm with you. On paper, it looks very front-loaded That's and very, saying, very favorable. Yeah. But, man, I just I have so many questions about some of these other teams. There could be some teams that pop up and surprise you and are really, really good. And then it, it happens every year. Well, most every certainly, year it happens. Most certainly there will be. So. You know, of course yeah. there will be. So I'm excited, though. My overall, my overall impression, I'm really excited. New teams, new stadiums, new markets. It's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, we don't I, play either Kansas team. Uh, yeah. We don't play Texas Tech. Uh, we don't play West Virginia. I think West Virginia. We what, kind of play. We kind of play Baylor. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. But I think West Virginia was about fourth or something like that in the league last year. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to imply that, oh, yeah, look at all these teams are bad. We're great. We're going to – I'm not saying that at all because we don't even know what Utah's going to be. I'm just presuming that we're going to be a good football team um, and just going off the last year's record. But as we know, and I think it's probably the same with every team, that they probably lose a third to a half of their team to the portal. All teams get – you know, there's all this movement. And we're not even going to know until after spring ball because there's another portal that opens up. So this is all guesswork. And it's not to say that, oh, yeah, we're going to run the table. I'm not saying that at all. But just looking at the past and looking what their records were from last year, this schedule appears to be nothing like the schedule we faced this year. No. Uh, the teams could be wrong. Uh, I think, yeah, you're right. I think there's these teams are going to be tough and we're going into new new environments new ways that they play that we're not used to. They play a different type of ball. It has been played in the Pac-12. At least many of the teams do so. Who knows, man? But having said all that, it's, you know, it seems like anyway that uh, favorable. Let's just say that. Yeah, Favorable is well, a great just, word. Yeah, let's just go through it. And obviously, again, this is just our, like, instant reaction. We've yeah, got I, months months and months and months that we're going to be 
previewing these and talking about these. Um, and so I don't know a lot about these teams. I'm going to be honest. I don't know a lot about most of them because I haven't paid attention to a lot of the teams throughout the years. So I really don't know a ton about each of them. But our first conference game is September 21st at Oklahoma State. Um, I think that will be probably one of the toughest ones of the year. And to be honest, when we found out we were joining the Big 12, that was maybe one of the ones that I was like, I want to go to a game there. Yep. Um, I don't know if we'll go. We, uh, you know, we haven't even thought that far ahead, but Stillwater, I don't know. It's caught, it's got kind of that college football allure to it. Agreed. I'm with you hundred percent. That was the one when the schedule first came out without the dates. That was the one that I kind of circled. Oklahoma like, state. Okay. Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah. Oklahoma state. I think that uh, I think it was. Rose said it. Everyone always talks about the environment, the stadium, brand college town. I, I that's on my on my list. Whether I go this year or not, I don't know, but I will be going there at some point. So I got to do it though in the then, first, like the next like two or three years because I'm with Wit. Realignment's happening again, so who knows where we'll be in three years from now? So I, I got to do it. <laughs> How dare you say that, James? How dare you? That's yeah, that's so a, it's a shot at somebody. I'm sure. So offensive. Um, okay. And then the next week after that is our first home conference game against Arizona. Circle that one on your calendar because it's the rematch. After all the trash that was talked to us because they beat us finally after what? 10 games or something, whatever it was. First time since the civil war, they beat us. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm just saying, yeah, I, I am circling that one. Oh, yeah. So that once we get the victory, yeah, we got some things to say. Again. Yeah, and that that's <laughs> in Rice Eccles this year. So we'll see how that one goes. And then after that, we have a bye week, our first bye week of the wow. season. Note that we have two bye weeks, which is yeah. odd. That's weird. It is odd. That's a that's USC treatment right there, everybody. But what's interesting is every team has two bye weeks. Uh, okay. I don't know. So it's not just us, but every team has two bye weeks. It's kind of interesting. So bye week, and then we come back after the bye week, and we go to Arizona State on a Friday night, maybe. What's the date, what's the date of that one? Well, I think it says it's either or. October it's 11th or. or October 12th. 11 or 12. So yeah. they must still be figuring that one out. So either that Friday or Saturday. So at ASU, I don't know October in Arizona. I could do that. That'd be nice. Some golf down there. That, that does sound nice, actually. We've never gone to an Arizona State game. We went to the Arizona game. We haven't gone. I've <laughs> not done Arizona State. Then we are back in Rice Eccles against TCU, and this one brought up a lot of nostalgia t- for me. I gotta mm-hmm. say, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> Because the last time TCU was in Rice Eccles, it wasn't so good. But that's going to be interesting to have them back in in the stadium, TCU. I love it. I love having TCU back in our conference. I love it. Because those rivalry, those games became, they meant something every time we played them. And I, yeah, Brandon, I mean, that, that taste when they came into our house and just walloped us. I think every Utah fan still is is upset about that. So I'm... That's a good one. 
I'm I'm excited to see them back. I'm I'm glad too. That's a good one. And then the week after that, we go to Houston. So October 26th in Houston. I don't really know much about Houston or their stadium. I do know there's a lot of University of Utah alums that live in the Houston area. So we should have a good They were 2-7 and seven in conference last year. Yeah, they were 11th in, they finished 11th in the conference. So not a great year for Houston. After that game is our second bye week, mm-hmm. which is, so the first weekend in October, we have a bye week. The first weekend in November, we have a bye week. Then we come back to Rice-Eccles and play some team. And then... We play the Zoobs. That's who we play. It's so, I don't know what you're talking about. It's some team. I've never heard of them before. <laughs> After that, we then go to Colorado, November 16th. That that's going to be that an, that's going to be a it's that's interesting we'll see. One. Yep. They're going to win the national championship this year, don't you know that? I've heard that. I hear it every that day. One's interesting, every day. I, every day. I don't know. That one that one is well, that one could be interesting. Oh, it's going yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I think they'll do better this year, so They'll do knows? better. Who knows no. what? What I looked at their think? schedule. I, I, they'll, they'll have a, a better record this year for sure. And then back to Rice Eccles against Iowa State on November twenty third. Have we ever played so, Iowa that. State? I don't think. Yeah, we, we've played Iowa State. When did we do when? that? Uh, I know Shaky Smithson was on the team. It was at Iowa State. Really? Uh-huh. Hey, I'm, I, I'm pulling a blank when I, I, I can't remember it. Hold on, I, I know we did. That sounds kind people of people in the chat help me out. What year was that? Shaky Smithson, one of the best looking 2010 Utah football players. I wonder of all I can't time. remember it. <laughs> yeah, 2010. Wow. Yeah, Caden says 2010. Wow. So we have played Iowa State. Okay. Uh huh. Cool. Interesting. But not in Rice Eccles. Do we play them there or did we do a home and home with them? I don't think they came here. I, no. Anyways, so, so last time we played, last time we played them, it was it was, yeah, 2010, and we smoked them, 68 to 27. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's November <laughs> 23rd, good. and then our final game of the year, November 29th, on a Friday, is at UCF in Orlando the day after Thanksgiving. You know, I think I. <laughs> That that was the most shocking of this whole schedule was that's how we're ending the season yeah. is in Florida. Hey, yeah. that's Thanksgiving that weekend. I know. But That'd be kind of nice. It's I rivalry. Know where I'm gonna be. be nice and warm. It's better than sit. I mean, we've kind of lucked out, but there's been plenty of games at the, the last game of the season has been snowing or sleeting or whatever. This year, our last game. Uh, well, it'll be we've it'll in, be doing it'll be doing that the week before when we play Iowa State in Rice Eccles. But then, but okay, but don't you think it's odd that we don't have a rivalry game that weekend? It doesn't hurt my feelings I, that weekend. I, I know I've I've read I've been reading people, and they're kind of as of right now. No, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay, I didn't say did it bother you. I asked if you thought it was odd. I think it's odd that they didn't schedule us against a rival 
that week. I weekend. think it's odd. You don't? Yeah. What did you say, James? Do you think it's odd? I absolutely think it, it's it's yeah, strange. I it's was strange. very surprised. Very surprised. The, the the placement of it, both when we play our in-state game, both teams have a bye right before, and then we play, and then we've got three games after that, or four games after that. It's it very strange to me. Oh, well. <laughs> but, like, not even that it's not even that we're not playing the in-state game we're not even playing any of our other quote-unquote rivals like the other pac-12 the colorado or even arizona like ucf it's just i find it very odd i thought for sure they were going to bring back the holy war the in-state game and try and build that back up and put us in rivalry week so i i don't know it doesn't hurt you. my feelings, but I kind of think it was a little bit, it's a lost opportunity because isn't that one of the things that everyone keeps talking about is, oh, the Holy War is now back. The Big 12 now has the Holy War. It's this huge thing. And We, we play the Zoobs, yes. Okay, there we go. That's a, uh, what? Why can't you ignore Why does it have to be, I don't have to have it at the end of the year. It's, it's Bryn, I'm with you. I think Everybody, it's Every I other think conference the, has it at the end of the year, though. Yeah. That the Big 12 knows that the rivalry, the history of that, and the fact that they, they didn't, it, it surprises me. And then, yes, that it wasn't even the in-state game, but that we didn't even play Arizona or Arizona State or Colorado. It's across the country against a team we've never played before. That's supposed to be a rivalry weekend. I'm, I was very surprised by that. Yeah, I guess people does it hurt my that. feelings, Gary? No, it doesn't no. hurt my feelings. Kind of, no. <laughs> but people in the chat are saying they think it, it's probably because they don't want to compete with all the other rivalry games happening that weekend. So maybe when we play November 9th, it'll be like all eyes on that game. I, I guess I could see that. I, you know. I, maybe. We'll never, I just found we won't it know. It'll readjust. In the future, but it might be another team. A new rivalry. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the schedule. I, I'm i excited. Many- like you said, Bryn, I am excited uh, about the new conference, the new teams, getting to know them, fans, the play, yeah. the, you know, the stadiums. It's all new to me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. Hopefully it's successful. I mean, you know, I'm I'm positive about it, but I'm not I'm not going to underestimate these teams. I know I've I've seen people I think anyway underestimate the Big Twelve and some of these teams, and I think that's a mistake. Um, oh yeah, I think it's going to be extremely competitive, and we'll have to be at the top of our game to be at the top or near the top when it's all said and done. And I just feel like we'll be able to do that, but we'll see. Texas Mike, he's saying that his USC team has a bye week on November 9th, so should he come to Rice Come on up, buddy. Come on up. Yeah, you want to be here. This is where it's at, man. Dude, you got to come. Come on up. Come on up. Be here. Come hang out. We'll probably, we'll be, we will be tailgating that day. Yeah. I got to meet you, my friend. Yeah, meet yeah you. you know, I think it, of course, there's going to be the teams who you think are going to be the best ones who maybe will struggle. There's going to be the teams who you think aren't going to be very good and they're going to surprise everybody. Mm-hmm. 
it, absolutely. That's, just, that's how it goes. And so there's no guarantees with anything. Hopefully, if we can keep our team healthy, we should have a good a good year. But man, now we got to wait all the way until August. It's like, this is so exciting that this came out today and it helps with the January blues. But now we got to wait all the way until I don't August. Know. No, it'll spring ball will be here before you know it. That's true. And then all the rumors come out. And, and then we're going to lose some more guys and bring, bring no, some new no, guys no, in. No, 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 no. No, we'll lose some, a few and we'll bring some in. That's la, 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 Gary, don't of- say that. <laughs> So let me ask you, let me ask you and in the chat, did you, did you read where Witt had said that it, it takes, it's going to take seven mil a year to be able to, to compete um, for championships to be, you know, one of the top, you know, top team, it's going to require 7 million of NIL, NIL. to pay, to pay players to play. Did I say so that right? Stupid. <laughs> I mean, what oh. do you? Uh, and I saw where Ohio State was going all in, man. They've and they're going to spend like ten million or more this I've year. Seen numbers of like thirteen. And I'm just, you know, I don't want to go down this rat hole again, like we have with the NIL. But man, that's a lot of money that's being forked out in a lot of ways for people, um, for guys who haven't really even proving themselves. It's just to get him to come and yeah. play. Yeah. But seven million and then, you know, if Ohio State goes ten and someone else is thirteen, if it goes on this trajectory, man, there's only going to be a few schools that are going to be able to to maintain that. It, it, there's no yeah. way. It, it it'll come to an edge and everything will fall over it at some point. But I just thought, wow, that's a lot of cash. That takes a lot of donations uh from some big money to compete. But having said all that, Utah is doing it. And I, I appreciate that, is that they want to be in the game nationally. They want to be a, a top program. So they're they're doing it. They're not just saying, well, we can't afford it. And back well, in a way. It's Utah great. Utah is leading the way in a lot of it. I mean, the the NIL, the truck deal, that was revolutionary. And I still haven't seen anybody else do anything like that. We're going to see more of those. Um, but yeah, Utah has, has from the get go, they recognize that we're, they're gonna have to do some things and, and paying players, it's going to be a big part of it. 7 million. That's a, yeah. 7 million every year. Big. A, yeah. Every year. That's a, a big, and that's just to compete. That's just to keep right. the guys and bring guys in. Cause other schools, the schools we all know, they're going to spend 10, 12, $15 million. You get some of these. You get some of these schools, especially in the SEC, where that's all it is. I mean, football is life down there. And they're going to spend whatever it takes, right? And so, yeah, unless it gets regulated, it could be ugly in a couple of years. So, but As it is now, we're, we're trying to be there. So, I, And I appreciate that. But I do yeah. want to bring up, I think we, uh, how do I say this? I don't want to. <laughs> so did you see where? I think it was in the Tribune where Cam this year is going to make somewhere between 500000 to a million and a half. Um, That's it, the alleged amount? Yeah, it, it's in the Tribune. Look at it. Forgot who the writer was. And so 
yeah, I mean, I'm excited that that Cam's back. But again, I'm going to just make the point, and this is with most players or a lot of players, at least the big name players, and even in other schools. The idea that he's coming back to Utah because he's such a Ute, uh, uh, no, he's making five hundred. He's probably making a million bucks to play for Utah, which is going to be above the minimum in the NFL if he makes the NFL. And so I think Utah probably gave him uh, top dollar, premium dollar for maybe what others are going to try to offer him, and that's why he's here. I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't blame him for it, but. The days of yeah, I'm a you know, I'm loyal to Utah. Well, maybe a little bit, but come on, he's here because he's the Utes wanted to put money into this guy who we've invested in, in training and you know other money and stuff like that. That's how I see it. I choose to believe it's all loyalty, Gary. I don't want to believe it's just the money. It's because he loves it here and we love him so much and he wants to stick around and that is the reason. And I choose to believe it and yes. Well, go for it. Choose, but there's... <laughs> what do you think, James? No, I, of course. I mean, the fact that he's going to make that much money, it's not because he loves the drum and feather and the fans and everything so much. It, no, Bryn, you're you're out of your mind, and you're fooling yourself, and we all know it. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it could really benefit him to come back, play another year. His draft stock can go up, but the fact that he can come back and make more money being the starting quarterback at Utah than he could if he were to be a backup somewhere or a practice squad guy, if he could even be after if everything. he if he makes that, yeah, after his knee surgery, it's. It's incredible. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. But, you know. Of course. It's uh, These days are different because of the money, and it's the money that's talking. Um, Did you see, I think I mentioned this to you, James, and I'm sure this is going on everywhere. I'm sure it's going on at the U. I know we talk about student athletes and all this this stuff, but did you, where Dion, he said that, Shadur mm-hmm. has not been in has not been physically in a classroom since he's been enrolled at Colorado. He's done everything online. And if there's anybody listening or will listen and think I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong that he's doing the online work. Wow. No way. I get, who's to know who's doing this online work? See, that's to me, is part of the scam of all this stuff. You pay the player, do stuff online, have tutors or whatever get you through school and all this stuff. It's, it's man, there's a lot there's of across all, the board. That's across the board. I'm saying there's that. I'm saying that, that in, in many ways. But this is, this is what's sad. One of the parts that's sad to me and the current system is I understand it. And there's big money to be made right now, but what is it? Three percent of these guys are going to sniff the NFL, and, what, and if they do, they're only there for a three couple years. of years. So they have presented to them an opportunity to get an education and set themselves up for the rest of their lives in a profession that can support them and their families or whatever. But everything is such a, a, about the bag and the money right now and this dream of making the NFL is sometimes 
not thinking far enough ahead. And then when it all comes crashing down, they haven't taken advantage of it. They may have made a little bit of money now. Most of the players don't make, you know, Shador money. And he's not going to be set up like no. him. So if they haven't taken advantage, I'm saying, if they haven't taken advantage of the education these schools are will provi provide them, to me, I find it sad. And, and for these young men, you know, 18, 19, I don't, it, I find it, it, it's a shame to me that they're not taking, they're not taking advantage or being advised to do it. Make it a requirement just for their own good. But hey, nah, here we go. Another rant. It is required. You see, that's, you're saying it's not, it, all of those things are required. It's been as far back as college football goes, there's been athletes that, don't go to class as much as they should. It's like it. There's always I, been the I, requirements. So you're ranting that's about what it. I it's said. always, it's always been the case. It's this worse new. now. It is okay, but let's talk about NFL because you're talking about NFL. We got to talk about the games that were over yeah, the we'll weekend. We'll talk about the NFL. The Super Bowl is set. Gary doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, I want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, do you want to start with the AFC Championship game? Go, Bryn, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? I mean, everybody here knows if you've been around us, you all know we do not like the Chiefs. So unfortunately, the game did not go the direction that we wanted it to go. I was quite disappointed with the way Baltimore played. There was some strange decisions going on. I don't know. Their game plan just seemed off. Obviously, you can get in all the conspiracy theories and all the refs and all the garbage, garbage, garbage. But I also think on top of that, Baltimore didn't play. Like they didn't bring it. They didn't, I don't know. It was, it was frustrating to watch. Kansas city had one of the worst rush defenses in all of the, has one of the worst rush defenses in all of the NFL. And you know what Baltimore decided to do? They decided to come out and run the ball designed runs to running backs Six times the entire game. Yeah. Six times the entire game. Everything else was either Lamar running or drop back passes. That's just that's just bad, bad, bad coaching. The Ravens defense tightened up. They didn't allow any scoring in the entire second half. And I'll give I mean Kansas City's defense played really well. I thought they had a, I thought statistically they they were a good D this year. Spagnola's great. It's not good. Yeah, but their rush, their specifically their rush defense, not great. It's it's very it's very susceptible, and so the Ravens just abandoned it completely for whatever reason, and it cost them. Uh, it cost them. Well, and bad turnovers at bad times. Oh, the turnovers. Um, oh, Lamar the turnovers. Jackson, he I don't know what he was doing out there. He was just. It's like he was trying to take it all on himself, but then he. He was making bad decisions. I don't know. It it was too bad. It was. I don't know. I don't know how much more you want to say about it. I am not. Well, the Bilicek, I, I know this. Bilicek coaches up his players that when you're getting to the goal line, or it could be a first down, you do not reach the ball out. You do not stretch the ball out to try to get it over the goal line. Or like the first yeah. down marker, because too often it'll get knocked out of your hands. Exactly what happened. And uh, I've listened to a couple <laughs> players. 
and um, that played for the Patriots, and that's what they said. Belichick said, "Don't do it," and it, and I mean, that for that exact reason. For that exact reason, <clears throat> and then this, and then the freaking same guy gets the misconduct penalty. I mean, it's just stupid stuff. But hey, I. You, some one of you mentioned to me it was like as far as the Ravens go. Is is they were I think what the top rushing team in the league this year, mm-hmm. and I think they only rushed the ball like sixteen times or something like that, and threw the ball. Yeah. Uh, I think it was thirty nine times or some, we- and that's not Lamar's game. They had Lamar mm-hmm. in the shotgun. The whole time, and and Spagnola, the guy's a fantastic D coordinator. They chewed up the Ravens' game plan, and Lamar is not a, a pocket passer. He's not going to beat you from the pocket, and that to me is what they tried to do. And there was no way. And then he, that throw and mm-hmm. triple coverage was that was just bad. I'm not even sure what you're, what he's looking at. So well, you can't. Is- we. I, I'm just going to ask. Oh no. Let's say let's talk about a few things. Oh no. And the chat can certainly get in on this because if they're watching the, the football, I am sick and tired of Taylor Swift being shown every three seconds and then every every commercial is Mahomes, Kelsey, Taylor Swift. It's it's on this repeat and it's just going. You you think is this the Kansas City Chief Network? To me, the NFL sold out. Just for for whatever, man. I I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand to watch it. It's disgusting. There you go. It's well, yeah. It's it's the overkill. It's just when when you're showing things too much of anything. It's like. The Colorado stuff last year, we all got so sick of the Colorado stuff because literally every Instagram post from every sports outlet, from everything was all Colorado, Colorado. Like, it's the overkill. And you're right. I've always liked Travis Kelsey. I have always liked him before this season. And now he's on every commercial that ever plays on my TV. And so it's just the overkill. I'm tired of it. I get tired of... They show her every time they show a crowd shot, they have to show her. And it's it's just gotten to be too much. And Mahomes, I've never, you know, I don't I don't really like Mahomes either, but you're right. It's it's just the overkill. I'm I've had enough of it. I think I want to watch hard not, it's hard not to see <laughs> the fact that the NFL has made so much money off of her this year, and it's hard not to go, hmm. If they wanted to keep perpetuating this storyline because they are making a lot of money off of this whole charade, oh, this whole, you know, spectacle that's going on. Did you, okay, I do want to ask you this. So after that game, did you, you know who Ryan Clark is? He played. Yeah, he, played for the Steelers. And he and he's on ESPN and he's an analyst and all this kind of stuff. Did you see his tweet after that game? I want to get your opinion on it. Um, Ryan Clark. Patrick Mahomes is the best living, playing, or retired. No, okay. Okay, the best living, playing, or retired player, or QB. There's never been anyone like 
dude ever in life. He can do whatever the hell ever <laughs> he wants with football. I'm amazed by his ability to play with consistent excellence and even more amazed at his ability to raise that level of play in pressurized moments. Okay. Did Tony Romo write that? And I'm going, are you? This is where these guys that get off on Mahomes as the GOAT or the best ever, I'm going, it's like they're watching this game. Do you know he averaged four yards a throw in that game? Now, I'm not saying he's not good, and I'm not saying he didn't make some plays that were critical. He did. I'll give him props for it. But we're not saying that. We're talking about the best ever. And I've heard that on television. I've seen it on social media that somehow Mahomes is the goat now. And I'm just going, these guys are out of their minds. The guy averages, he averaged four yards a throw in that game. And they didn't even score any points in the second half. You know who the goat is? Andy Reid. Yeah. Andy Reid Reid is the goat and Spagnola. That team concept, and Mahomes plays that concept beautifully, and they're a fantastic team. But this idea that Mahomes is the best ever because of, you know, no way. And I heard Stephen A. Smith, you know, scream into his microphone that if he had had one game to win, one game to win, it would be Patrick Mahomes. Out of all the quarterbacks that have ever played, no, give These me guys Tom are Brady. out of their minds, and it's stuff like that give that me drives me crazy. I know, yeah. but you okay, and I'm not a Mahomes lover, but you have to look at the dude's record and how many Super Bowls has he been in in his career? Should I go down a list of quarterbacks? No, no, okay, please, I don't want to do this. Please I, don't. We're golly. not. I don't want to be here all night. I'm just I'm not, saying. I'm just saying. I don't think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that's that's uh, that's too much to say right now. But you got to look at the dude's like playoff record and Super Bowl record and come on. You got like and I get it's the system. I think I think a lot of it is Andy Reid, but at the same time it's anyways. Okay, we're moving on cuz I don't want to open this can of worms. Go to the other game. The Lions, the Niners. <laughs> Detroit. I know, they choked. I was so ready for Detroit to go to the Super Bowl. I was so excited. I was so happy. And then at halftime, I was like, this would be the most... I I thought to myself, it would be the most Detroit Lions thing to blow this, and they blew it. (laughs) They They were kicking San Francisco's butt. It was incredible offensively defensively they were just a better team they were killing them and then they just let it slowly slip away the momentum dude momentum is a crazy thing because it swung and san hey credit to san francisco they came back and won but gosh no you got to kick the field goals when the kick field goals present themselves that yeah i know that yeah i agree it, it, those are stupid plays. Maybe the long one, I can maybe understand it from 48. I don't know their kicker situation. But, hey, man, you take three. But the one at the four-yard line or whatever it was, empty backfield with Goff who can't run, that was easy to, to defend. And 
momentum is a thing. And I don't know. I, I just feel like, and I like, uh, dang, what's his name? Coach. The coach? Dan Campbell. Campbell. I love, I mean, I like Campbell. Oh, I think he's awesome. He's, he's great, but I think he made a couple of blunders that could have maybe ch- changed the game, obviously. One of the field goals would have put him up by three scores, but they went for it and didn't get it. So it well, ended up- for me, the biggest mistake was when second half, uh, San Francisco comes down, kicks a field goal, and then Detroit goes down, and then, yes, they do not kick a field goal. They had an opportunity to match the score and go back up by three scores and get the game right back to where it was. That, to me, that was the biggest mistake of the game, and then it just snowballed from there. And, man, it sucked. I was really ho- – they were they were looking so good in the first half. So good. And then the wheels fell off. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, but the so, Niners are pretty good. The nine that's the thing, is the Niners are very good. And I wanted the Lions just, you know, I liked the story this year. I liked to see that they got back to the playoffs and the fact they made it to the championship game. But I don't have anything against the Niners. I and with Wishnowski's on the Niners, so I'll be cheering for him. So go Niners. <laughs> And they get to play in the hollowed halls of Allegiant Stadium. What are the tickets selling for? I think I saw it's like oh, 15 grand or something like that. I think is... the cheapest is like 9000 right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's it? Who wants to go? <laughs> yeah, give us give us some super thanks, everyone Thomas here in the chat. Thomas Orthodontics, so look it up, can, buddy. Yeah, so we, we can go to the game. Report on it. down to Vegas. Do you want to give a... Who does everybody think is going to win that game? <laughs> I think San Francisco wins. This is a rematch, right? Everybody remembers these two teams played. Um, I just think San Francisco's defense is going to be the, the difference maker and that their ability to run the ball, Christian McCaffrey, holy smokes, unbelievable. Um, I think that's that's going to be the difference. For That's just, in my humble opinion, that's kind of what I want. Um, but that's what I think will happen. <laughs> It'll be like a twenty to seventeen kind of game, though. I think it's close. These are both these are two really good teams. So, and when you give Andy Reid, Andy Reid, two weeks to prepare, that's dangerous, dude. That's dangerous. I mean, obviously, I I'm gonna skew Niners just because that's <laughs> that's what I'm manifesting and hoping happens. I want to see the Niners win. But I, I think they, they actually can. They are, I mean, they are a number one seed. They, they're they the best team in the NFC. They are a very good team, and I'm with you, James. McCaffrey is, he's, he's fantastic. Special. He's so fun to watch. Yep. And so I, oh, he could be the difference maker. So, yeah, I'm going Niners. You By think- the way, only $6,000. We can get in for six grand a piece. Okay, that's the cheapest. You think, is that you, like uh-huh. you think Purdy, Purdy's going to outduel? All no. world Mahomes. Purdy doesn't need to outduel. Purdy just needs to, to make keep some doing plays. what he's been doing, and they just need to run the ball and play very sound, solid defense. That's the key. That's the key. Purdy does not need to come out and try and beat Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. He does, that's not what he can do. He just comes out, does what he does, and they have to win the defensive side of the ball and be able to run the ball, and I think they'll they'll win. Well... I will say that this is but this is this is the thing. 
is Spagnola does blitz a lot. I mean, he he that's his mo. But they've been able to cater their defense not only to the Bills and to the Ravens and knock them out of their game. They know that the strength of the Niners is McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Now they got Kittle. Oh, but I'm Debo. just saying they're, I, I, they're going to make Purdy beat them. They're not going to let their strengths beat them. So that that's what I'm saying. Is Purdy going to be able to stand up in the play? That's how I'm, I see it. As far as the Niners' defense, now this is what I understand. I get, I could be wrong. Someone maybe in the chat knows better, but I. As I understand it, is that the Niners play like, a, a, I think, a lot of zone coverage, zone D. And Patrick Mahomes eats that alive. And and the Chiefs, uh, Andy Reid eats it alive with his, his schemes. They just dink and dunk it all the way down the field, take clock score. And then their defense has been so good. They event they win the games. That's what's been going on, and so that that part of it worries me because they've had the Chiefs have had great success on the type of defenses that the Niners play. Uh, so I mean, well, I'm I'm going with the Niners. There's no other way. Yeah, someone said I cannot. I, there's no way I, I can. Yeah, Bosa. They do have a pass pass rush. That'll be that's going to be critical. But I, you know. I can't see a bunch of Swifty stuff. That'll drive me crazy. Well, get <laughs> I'll ready. Bust my TV. Get well, ready, she, buddy. But the the rumors are she may not be there because she's going to be, be there. In, she's going to be in Japan. For you her think tour. for one second the NFL is going to let her not be there? The amount of money. I know. I know. The hundreds of millions of dollars that have been brought in because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> There's no way on earth she's not going to be there. There's well, no way. She's on tour. I, you know. She's in Japan the night before. She'll be there. She will be there. That sounds awful. And, oh. and they'll show her walking in, and she's here. She's here. 49ers, <laughs> baby. I'm all in you. with the 49ers. Go I'm not really a 49ers baby. fan. I'm, as a Raiders fan, living across the bay, we didn't have the greatest... <laughs> You know, feelings toward each other. But I never, you know, we never, so, but we're not in the same conference and we never, that kind of stuff, so it never really mattered. Other than they were a Bay Area, at the time anyway, the Bay Area rival. So I didn't really have any love for the the Niners. But in this game, I'm all in for the Niners. (laughs) Well, yeah, your hatred for the Chiefs is way surpass, way surpasses your hatred of the 49ers. So... Go Niners! Oh man, I get. Well, I guess we'll be. We'll we'll be that here. That is a after. good question. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We gotta. We got What is with this? Oh, why? Why does Mahomes' helmet look so goofy? <laughs> well, it's probably the padding. Doesn't everybody think the same thing? Remember Doesn't when his helmet, helmet goofy man exploded, and the NFL <laughs> just let him go. <laughs> Rogue and change a helmet without having to take a timeout. Remember when that happened? Yeah, that yeah, was. I do. That was two games ago. His helmet broke into pieces, and and the rule know. is, if you have to change equipment, you have to either come out for a play or take a timeout. And the NFL just was like, "Nah, it's fine. You can do what you need to do, Patrick. We love you, <laughs> Patrick. We love you." 
Oh my gosh. God. I think we got to get out of here before. Is not Brady really... the goat? I mean, honestly, yes. everybody. Is Tom Brady not? Now, I'm not a, I've never been a Brady fan ever since the, he fumbled the ball and the refs took it away from the Raiders. Bryn, get us out of here. However, I. Snowball. <laughs> Brady is the goat. He's the goat. Okay, push the button, Bryn. <laughs> well, that's you can't just cut out on everybody. <laughs> yes, Tom Brady is, of course. But by the time Patrick Mahomes' career comes to an end, who knows what his numbers are going to be? I'm just saying. Do you, you gotta... want me to? Now let's wait for that. Can we stop? Can I'll. Look, I'll just end on this. Can we stop? Every time Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes plays, they try and make it Tom Brady and, and Peyton Manning. And it's like, Josh Allen hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. He is not Peyton Manning. Can we stop? These are different guys. These are different quarterbacks. He's, it, it's different. Stop trying to make, is Patrick Mahomes the next Tom Brady? Let Patrick Mahomes, at the end of the careers, we can come back and go, gosh dang, he was really good. Okay, but right now he's not the, he's not Tom Brady. There. I'll leave it at that at the end. I'm just going to say this. Oh, okay, we, Bryn, you can end it after this if you must. Oh, Gall. I still can't believe you don't want me to give you a list of a bunch of quarterbacks that are better than Mahomes, but I, I won't do that. No. Uh, Tom Brady, this is his career now. Of course, he, had, he has seven rings. But 624 passing TDs, 84,520 yards passing, okay? In order for, uh, like, Mahomes to match that, um, it would take someone, if my numbers are right or I heard someone quote it today, I saw it online, um, they, would need to, they would need to pass for... Th- 4,000 yards and 30 TDs every year for the next 20 years. They better hope that Andy Reid so, doesn't retire. Anybody's telling me that, uh, the, as Ryan Clark says, that Mahomes is the guy is out of their mind. In fact, I'd take, I'd take Elway or Manning or Aikman or a bunch of other guys over him. Anyway, there you go. We don't know. You gotta wait and see how his Noel, career ends. Noel, I think so. Noel is a chief. Is that true? He's the Noel's, Noel's saying it's it's ready for, time for you to go to bed, Gary. Probably. <laughs> he needs to take his Ambien and go to bed. And I don't take it. Oh. Come Make on, sure Niners, baby. Sure go Utes, huh? Like the video. Ooh. Is LeBron the goat over MJ? We need to have that debate. <laughs>